There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A Radio Info Raw Edit podcast. The conversations behind our reports. I started at TOE in 1988, but I uh, actually... My first time at 2GB was in 1980. I was working as a radio journalist. I was at 2SM and then I went to Canberra with Laurie Oakes, worked there for a while. Then I got a job at 2GB in the newsroom. I left there for a, for a year or so. And then I went back to 2GB as their state political reporter and then their national political reporter through the 80s. So I was basically a political reporter for most of the 80s and most of that time with 2GB in Canberra. And then I left to go to... Uh, to TUE as the kind of assistant program director and I was also producing Alan Jones' show in, in the mornings for a couple of years and then Brian White suddenly passed away and I moved into the drive time show and so I've been on the air ever since. And in that time I, I think only the Queen has seen more Prime Ministers come and go than you've seen managements. Do you keep count? Lots How of many is this? <laughs> lots of managements, lots of them and as you could imagine I've seen, I've seen all extremes, can I put it that way? And you've survived all of them how? Possibly just through luck, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to think it's because I've got something to offer and I think I've got something to offer. And I'm able to do a lot of different things. So I can be a reporter, I can do election night coverages, I can do talk back, I can do a lighter style of program. So I'm probably someone that can do a whole range of things at short notice. So that's probably one of the reasons as well. If you were a knife, you probably do better being called uh, Swiss Army than Stanley. Possibly, yeah, yeah. that's right. Who that's would have right. coined a stupid and phrase like when that? I, when I think back to it, I mean, I, when, I, when I took over Brian White's show uh, on air, he was, uh, he was doing a two-hour current affairs show, which really, and we were rating number one, and he was, um, yeah, it, was, it suited what I what my background was as a political reporter and a journalist, but it was a two-hour current affairs show without any talkback. It was straight two hours of current affairs. And then when um, when I got moved into the afternoons, when Mike Carlton arrived at 2UE, I then had, had to start doing lighter material as well, plus take talkback. And I think that was, that was really good because then I got to learn how to do talkback and broaden what I could do. So how would you characterise compared to the light and shade of, uh, let's say, the other managements, the current setup within the nine conglomerate? Well, it's very hard because I think about the people that manage me. Mm. But have said that, uh, I think, I mean, Greg Burns and Tom Malone, I, I worked with them when they started out at 2UE. Tom was in the newsroom and then went to work with Mike Carlton. And Greg was uh, in the newsroom and then became the program director. So I've known them both for a very long time. And uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job. I mean, if you if you you can only judge people based on their uh, their uh, track record, and they've done a really good job in terms of uh, the changes that they've made because all those changes seem to have worked. So you've taught them everything they know, really. Not me, no. <laughs> but I was there, and so I know them. It's good when you know people, but I also think 
Now, when you look at some of the previous management, I think I think Michael Thompson and Adam Lawning had a, a pretty tough task because they were trying to deal with um, with Alan Jones and you know, the huge decline in revenue. They were trying to deal with that, and it was made it very difficult for them. Uh, then you go back to the two UE days when, during the time of two UE, after Alan and Ra- and Ray left, it was difficult because. When you look at the the ratings at the time, the ratings were you know six, seven, eight, uh, which is on a par with what most of the FM stations are, are doing. And you could have probably continued the station on as a profitable entity. The trouble was uh, that we had people there being paid millions, literally millions of dollars a year. We had John Laws and Mike Carlton, Steve Price, who were all on million dollar plus. And they were being paid what you'd be paying someone on the number one rating radio station. And we were rating, you know, we were in the pack with everyone else. I think that made it almost impossible for management. You, you need to make a profit. You can't be bleeding money. So it made it very difficult for a lot of them. But there were some good decisions. If you, if you go back to when Ian Shepard decided to put George and Paul on Saturday and Sunday afternoons, and at the, at the time it was being, you know, people were criticising and saying that's never going to work and they started off rating 3% and in the end they rated number one and became a, a phenomenon. So some of those decisions were um, were pretty good and have been enduring. Coming to the here and now, in Survey 6, the first survey back after the yep. COVID hiatus, you scored yep. an 18.5 followed by a 16.9 yep. share in Survey 7 for yep. your 2GB evening shift. Now, have your ratings ever been higher? Not really, no. I mean, when we were rating number one on drive time in the 90s, it was, you know, 13s and 14s. But no, well, night time, night time is, is prime time for radio, for, for, for talk radio. Talk radio always dominates at night. So there's an expectation that if you're the number one station, you're going to be rating well. So when I took over, I wanted to try and at least consolidate the audience, keep them there and then try and build it. And, and we've been building it the last you know year which has been really good trying to change a few things build the audience up and take them with us on a you know just make a few subtle changes and it's worked quite well well since survey two though back in april a lot happened there was COVID 19 of course the u.s presidential elections have dominated the news agenda and of course alan jones left the station has all or any of that impacted on the culture at 2gb and how so well, it, it's difficult to say because uh, once the COVID hit, I did did my show outside the building for for most of the time. We were all we were all asked to go and broadcast remotely from home. So, probably for most of this year, I've been away from the studio. So, for most of the period uh, after Alan left, I wasn't even in there, which made it um, you know very difficult to assess. And I don't know whether that helped the transition. I don't know whether it made it easier for people to to, you know, feel that because it's a huge, it's a seismic change. From what I can gather, I think the culture and, and, and the sense of um, of uh, camaraderie is better now than it was. Uh, it's hard, though, to pin it down because you need to explain that we were, we've been... We, well, I've been broadcasting out of the building for most of the year from COVID. I think Ray's been doing his show from home for most of the year. So you've got, you know, um, half the programs coming out of their of, of uh, remote locations, and also because of the, uh, the the transition, so the sales departments moved out of our building, and um, I think a few of the other departments have moved out of the building. 
There's not as many people around as there were. So it's really hard to assess a culture when there aren't that many people around. Suddenly you've got fewer people. When you've got someone who's dominated the ratings for, for nearly 20 years on, on this station and then before that it was at 2UE, like Alan Jones, um, leaving, that's such a huge, huge shift. And then Ben goes in there and does a different show. And there's no doubt his show is different because he's not trying to copy what Alan's doing. People have tried that in the past and it's never worked. And your show that is providing people with you know information about what's going on. He's put his own stamp on the show and people and, and the audience are stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And you've got Jim Wilson coming in. You've got Deb Knight there. So there's a huge change, a whole lot of different people. And I've only been on the night shift for a year and a bit. So essentially Ray's the only show that stayed consistently through that period of time and Michael McLaren on nights who has a massive audience mm. uh, that you've had, you know, and George and Paul finished up on moving, so Christmas spawn in there. So the whole, the whole place has changed. And I think change can be good. Can, you can get a sense of, you know, there's, a, there's, some, there's, a, there's excitement around the place when you've got, when you've got fresh blood and there's change and, and people doing new things, and, if, and particularly if the things you're hearing on here are good. And, and and then of course the ratings come out and they validate it. So I think that's been um, I think that almost like um, it validates your own sense of what's happening. You can sometimes you can get a feel for what's happening with the audience, and I think it's it's been validated by uh, the ratings. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The station, and certainly Alan, was considered to be very conservative. How do you describe yourself? Well, look, everyone considers themselves a centrist, I think, but I think I'd probably be... I, I, I try and play things straight down the line, in, in, and I try to have an opinion, and you don't, you can have a strong opinion about things and not be driven by ideology. So you can have a strong opinion about what Anastasia Palaszczuk is doing about the borders, and you can have a strong opinion, for instance, about uh, Donald Trump. Um, and there are other people who just ideologically go down one path. I think you can you can look at each issue and make a decision and, and, and have a stand on it. And I think um, if you if you think about ideology at the moment, there's a lot of conservatives that find um, the antics of Donald Trump disgusting. And they're saying so. Yeah. Some conservatives both in, in, in the United States and here. But there are others who've just taken an ideological position and they're supporting it. And I suspect there's also, there's also I think, there's a few people in our business, both in, in, in I think, in radio and ATV, who, um, well, I call it commercial correctness. You know, people talk about political correctness. I think they take what they think is the commercially correct line. So they think, well, I've got to be... I've got to be right-wing on this, so I will be, even though I don't necessarily believe it. And I, and I think people can pick that. They can pick phonies who are, who are peddling a line that they don't actually believe. For instance, there are people, um, as I've heard people try and copy what Alan Jones does. 
um, and people can see through it. I mean, Alan Jones feels passionately about everything he says, uh, and that, that's and that's why he's successful. But, and, he, and and he's not necessarily because you talk about Alan being conservative, but if you actually listen to his show, well, one of the things I always found amusing was he'd appear on Q&A and you'd see people writing letters to the Herald saying, oh, I didn't believe that. I was surprised by what Alan Jones said about X and Y. And they've never listened to his show. So they don't know, for instance, that he opposed coal seam gas, he opposed the Adani mine. He, he lined up with the Greenies on those issues. Uh, he's often lined up with unions in relation to wage issues. So he's not as predictable as people think on, on, on every issue. You know that because you've heard his show. Sure, sure. But yet you'd get a lot of anti-fan uh, mail accusing you of being a lefty, wouldn't you? Oh, well, not, not so much now. No. But uh, I think people people would often do that because uh, they would they would think because you're working at 2 or you're working for Fairfax that you're a lefty. But, well, uh, I'll, I'll give... Well, there is an example. When, the, um, when, when I was doing Alan's program over the summer... The, uh, the issue of climate change came up. Someone raised the issue of climate mm. change. And I just said, look, Alan's got a very strong view about climate change. I have a different view. That's all I said. And these people were saying, I'm not going to listen. I'm thinking, why would you, why would you be, you know, I mean, I, 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 thought, I thought we could you know, have, have different views on these things. But for some people, climate change has become a... Uh, an article of faith and, yeah. and, and an ideological uh, position for which they can't, they won't budge. And yeah. so if you were to, if you were to acknowledge that there's a problem, people just don't want to hear it. Do you think perhaps that the station itself is moving more towards your style than you being the fish out of water sometimes in the previous managements? <laughs> Back in the 90s when Alan was doing Breakfast at TUE, uh, John Laws was doing the morning show and would often have a different position. Do you remember during the 90s when he was very close to Paul Keating? I was doing the afternoon show. We had Mike Carlton doing Drive Time and Stan Zamanik was on at night. So you really you covered the whole spectrum. I think now you've got, on the, on the issue of our times, well, I know that Ray's taken a different point of view to Ben Fordham, for instance, on Gladys Berejiklian, and they, they took very strong positions on, on that. I took the position, I took Ray's position, because I think she's got some issues there. Well, I think, that, I, I think that's probably right, because now we're the only talk station in Sydney. Um, I think they're covering a pretty broad spectrum, and I think people appreciate hearing other points of view. I don't think they want to hear the same, the same thing over and over again. Over in America right now, though, there are millions of disaffected Trump voters who deeply believe that he won the election, fair and square. Yep. yep. And well, there's a lot of people here in this country, too. There's a lot of people here in this country who believe the same thing. Yeah. Now, many of them have even been deserting Fox News because it told them the truth about the election results. Yes. How dangerous is that, this kind of toxic disinformation that attacks the very pillars of democracy? I think it's very dangerous. And the, the, the trouble is that uh, in the past it's been marginal voices at the extreme. This time it's, it's, being, it's being driven by the President of the United States. I hear people who say 
And it is true to an extent that there were people on the other side of politics, such as, you know, in, in 2016, who were questioning the legitimacy of uh, Donald Trump's win in 2016. There were people, there were people on the left who were raising questions, remembering that the, uh, the intelligence services in the US have, have said there was Russian interference in the election, which is separate to whether there was collusion with the Trump campaign, but they've said there was Russian interference. And so there were people in 2016 saying that they uh, questioned the legitimacy of Trump's election. The difficulty is that when, and, and I've actually heard people who should know better, who work in the media in this country, and all oh, Democrats did the same in 2016. Well, actually, Hillary Clinton conceded defeat, and Barack Obama, within a few days, had Donald Trump in the White House, showing him around. If you're going to draw an analogy, this is this is the president of the United States uh, peddling dangerous, extreme falsehoods and conspiracy theories in the most juvenile manner. And if people think that's acceptable, I find it really hard to believe that serious media commentators can take that can can actually somehow accept that. So, it's, it, it's gobsmacking, but that they do. And there are people in this country who who listen to it. I I don't know whether they've just decided it's what I said earlier, commercially correct. I'll, we'll we'll go with this line because it's a big big constituency out there that's going to buy it, so I'll run the line. But surely deep down they must think to themselves, this bloke's out of control and dangerous, mustn't they? If you're going to be uh, verbally flaying Daniel Andrews for the way he's handled the pandemic in Victoria and they've made some shocking errors with hotel quarantine, how can you then not be even more critical of someone who's presided over a country where they're, they're getting up to 250,000 people dead and the, 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 the things out of control again. Well, that's a question that uh, confounds me. So my last question to you then is what can you, as a mild-mannered talk show host with huge evening ratings, do to restore faith in mainstream media and somehow plug this uh, great leak of... Uh, falsehoods and misinformation well it's not look i'm doing a nighttime show where we do an hour of you know talk back current affairs early and then we do a range of other things through the night and then toward the end of the night it's a very current affairs hour where we talk about what's coming up the next day in the papers so i try and cover the whole gambit but um i can only in the sections of the program where we do current affairs make the points that i've made to you that that this is this is now highly dangerous and that what he ought to be doing is telling people listen i lost the election but thanks for your support and let's uh let's move on to the next the next election planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.